NAGP Resurrection, the show where we talk about this week in gaming news. But first, before we jump into the news, we talk about what games we've been playing. And then after that, after the news, we'll give our final thoughts and then we're out. But in, but before we jump in all that, my name is Joseph Brichette, your host for tonight. And with me, I have Lionel. My name is Lionel. I have metal joints. Beat me up and you can win 15 silver points. That is well worth it. And we have Mike. Yes. All you the get sound. is a wet fart from him. <laughs> That's all we need. You get a butt from me. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. Keeps the show fresh and stinky. All right. So we got some nice, lovely stories to go over. Let's jump right into the first one. Wait, you skipped you skip what you've been playing, Joe. <laughs> oh my god, I did, didn't I? My brain Good to go. is... Yeah. It's what happens when you mess with the formula. I do, or when you just, I just mess with... Anyway, let's dive Joe's, right into it then. Joe's kind of like, uh, what's his name from Anchorman? He'll say anything that's on the cue card. I ain't seen I will, and I have a ginormous cue card right in front of me. So... What have we all been playing? Mike, since you reminded me of my failure, what have you been playing? That's my job. Um, Let's see. There's a couple things. Uh, uh, Me and Jumper Cables played a Splinter Cell Blacklist. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's real fun. We played a lot of Conviction together, and... um, I got a new PC, and there was some weird DRM bullshit that was preventing me from playing it before, so shame on you, Ubisoft. Um, Yeah. Because of that, I'm just now getting to it, but uh, I beat the campaign. It was very fun. Um, Played through it on realistic. Um, Very fun, challenging. Um, And now we're going through the co-op missions. Um, And... Maybe we'll have some of those up on YouTube one of these days. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so I'm actually really curious. Who takes lead in when you guys team up and do things? Is it Mike? Is it you? Or is it Lionel? Because Mike is better at stealth games than me. Uh-huh. He's giving the orders. Also, he likes to stay undetected if possible, whereas I don't give a crap because I'm already terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a team effort. <laughs> like hell. But, uh, no, it's, it's super fun. Um, I wish it had three-player co-op. That would be cool. Yeah, or four. But it does have Spies versus Mercs, which I think I know enough people who have the game that maybe we could try that out uh, one of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of a... I don't know if you could call it a perfection of the Splinter Cell formulas, because um, they they toned down a bit of the action from Conviction. They made it so you can actually sneak. You don't have to kill everyone. You could sneak through completely undetected through most levels if you wanted to, um, which wasn't the case in Conviction for the most part, I don't think. Uh, yeah, they wanted you to fight. Yeah, but they still have some of the cool like actiony mechanics, like the the marking system, uh, the mark and execute. Um, so you can play it uh, sort of as fast as Conviction if you wanted to, or as slow as like the original Splinter Cells and 
chaos theories. Um, uh, I like how they. I kind of miss some of the takedowns from from conviction, like the hand to hand stuff. But uh, the they it's it's interesting the way they handle it in this game, in, in that it's a little bit more fluid. Like you can, if there's like a few guys standing in a row, and you, you can knife one, and then you know move straight on to knifing the other guy, and the, the animations are pretty fluid. So it's not like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, so Lionel, what's your like when you and Mike do it, <laughs> play the game? Uh, what's what's your style of play? I can tell you about our preferred positions too, if you want, Joe. <laughs> Just not here. <laughs> All right, that's um, GP after dark. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I primarily like to use takedowns, uh, usually non-lethal. Um, even when I sneak. My idea of sneaking is taking everyone down so I don't have to worry about getting spotted. Um, when that fails, I just shoot. Once um, I haven't played the game in a while, so once I get a feel for it, I'll probably make better use of uh, gadgets. Mm. For the most part, I'm very direct. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mike? Um, maybe sort of similar. I mean... It- but there's only so many ways you can play a stealth game. But uh, uh, it does have like a few. They they kind of break up like uh, into scoring afterwards. Like you get points for doing different things, and they fall into different categories. So there's uh, you get ghost points for not pure stealth. Yeah, well, stealth and knocking people out. Um, mm. You get panther points for stealth and killing people, which is how I play. Um, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, MGS, the MGS games kind of put me down a path of, like, knocking guys out and staying quiet, uh, for, for a lot of the time. Um, but, uh, I, I, I kind of, like, since I've, I've gone back to MGS5 sort of recently, I just don't have time for knocking people out, just killing people is pretty satisfying in stealth games so I just kill people now um, and then, yeah I don't really assault especially on realistic is a little bit harder but uh, sometimes it's fun but usually I play panther nice man I really want to play with with you guys but there's this really horrible bug in the Mac version that Ubisoft refuses to fix so I'm kind of just screwed. Which blacklist? Uh, conviction. I have it installed, and what's happening at first when you get to the screen for logging into the game, there's um this really horrible bug in the latest version of uh, the Mac OS that Ubisoft is well aware of, but they are just choosing not to fix. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing the login box, you see a big white box. That's all you see, and you can never log in. So that's I, stupid. Yeah. yeah, so pe- that's yeah, literally it's stupid. It's really frustrating. People are like all over. There's tons of forums where people are complaining about having the same issue and why isn't Ubisoft fixing it? And they're trying to create hacks and workarounds, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably you'll probably get a a, a hack before Ubisoft actually gets around to it. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you'll be lucky to even get that. But yeah, let's take a moment to chastise Ubisoft because this is 
This type of shame. Sh- this type of shit is like you really uh. Well, they do it a lot. <laughs> um, just like the my issue with it, it was. I think my issue on my other PC was a DRM issue because it was like the game ran fine, but it was like I think it was doing like a background check. Yeah, well, it, it was. I think it was from what I looked up recently. There was like probably something with my firewalls was preventing mm. something from happening. But um, yeah, because it would happen, it would like stop the game every like twenty three minutes exactly. Oh my uh, god! So I think it was getting like, it was like checking for something and then not getting a response and then just shutting my game down. Um, Jesus. Yeah, let's see. What else was there? I think Jumper Cables and I had some problem with multiplayer um, on live, which is a very esoteric problem to have, but mm-hmm. it's still, there was like an issue where we couldn't play uh, for a bit, and then we eventually both got computers that could run it. <clears throat> so that Jeez. solved that problem. But I mean, my issues with them goes back to like the Brothers in Arms games. Um, like I love those games. That's the problem is they make games that I like, but then there's like shitty like DRM and like weird like you uh, play services that they cram into it. It's like, yes, that thing. It's like if I already bought the game through Steam, why do I need your shit? And then they, I, I don't know. Um, but I remember wanting to play like Brothers in Arms multiplayer, and it was like just would never connect. Um, so they kind of. They they do this thing and it's not totally unique to them where they will put a game out into the wild and if it has issues um, or if they just decide to shut part of the service down they don't leave like anything open for anybody to to come and use it so like if they have client side servers like the original Call of Duty games on PC did I could have played Brothers in Arms but you know, and you have to find all sorts of workarounds to to, to get around their shit. Yeah, the, that that's what exactly what the the main problem was is that you play like client that I had I was being forced to use, and that was the thing that was causing the main issue. I mean, I had the game installed, I could hear the game, it's loading up, it's everything's good to go. It's just that you play thing pops up and it's all whited out and everything, and people are saying they're finding hacks. Like I got a download an older version of Uplay for them. It's just, it's dumb. Like, you're right. Why does that thing need to exist? It's just blocking the game. Why do I need to have uh, a key to play the yeah. game in Steam? This, this is weird. This is why I'm very wary of buying any Ubisoft game anymore. Um, yeah. I just never know if it will work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was excited for Ghost Recon Wildlands, and some of my clanmates have said that they played it, and they said it's fun, but like the PC version, there's just something wrong with it, which makes uh, sense because it's Ubisoft. God, well, that just sucks the fun out of it. But I'll keep trying because I. It sounds like you guys have a lot of fun playing it, and I I really want to try it out. So I do like uh, Splinter Cell a lot. Yeah, Conviction's really good. Um, so I, so I keep hearing. If you run, if you run blacklist, we might be able to play multiplayer together. I'll check to see if blacklist is available for the Mac. <sighs> play them all. Okay. Um, Lionel, you back yet? Uh, just, I was on mute. Oh. Ah. Uh, 
Oh, well, the other thing I've been playing is Tekken 7. Ooh, how's that? It's good? Yes, I bought it. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, so far, I've only dived, it, dived into, like, the campaign uh, mode, which is... So, so I, I went back and watched the campaign from 6, and that was, like, I fell asleep on it, and it was just so fucking boring and awful, and it, like, it actually made me want to make a video of, like the worst parts of the Tekken series or something like that. <laughs> Just to, like, Jeez. it was so bad, but this one's much better. Um, the cutscenes seem to be directed um, a bit better, and the story's more interesting. Uh, some of the jumper cables and I have talked about is... He, he mentioned the other day that basically outside of the Mishimas, like, the story's gone to shit. And yep. In this game, mm. like... So they, they have, you go through chapters of like the story and you kind of play as various people involved in like the Mishima storyline. But then they have these like other chapters that are about the other characters. So I decided to check one of them out and I, I was like, oh, I'll see what Law's up to. And it was literally just like a screen and it had a bunch of text that you read that set context for one fight and then you do the fight and then you get the ending cutscene. So that was, I wish there was a little more presentation put into, like, the intro of the story, and maybe it'd be cool if there was more than one fight for the individual characters' stories, but... Um, and, yeah, and, and the ending that I got for Law was like, oh, well, this is pretty throwaway. Um, yeah, they get worse. I'm kind of assuming that maybe you watched all of them. No, I saw one in regards to another video, and it just infuriated me to no end, and I just didn't even want to see the rest. Well, the the campaign mode is is pretty fun. I think I'm almost at the. I was at the. I think I was. I'm at the last fight, which is pretty. To use a word I don't like, epic, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But uh, it, it was pretty cool, and there's some like revelations about the Mishima storyline that are sort of interesting and kind of recontextualize things. So, um, but uh, we'll see. I, I feel like I'm near the end of it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what? So, was there anything? Particularly, like they were really like pumping up this Tekken Four. Was it the new gameplay, new characters, new story? Was um, primarily the campaign. The campaign, okay. And implications that the uh, rivalry between Mishimas would come to a head. Though yeah. I suspect that they didn't. Uh, it seems like it is or will, from what I've played, um, which is nice because I feel like they. Maybe they'll do something new or interesting in the next game. Uh, but also that there is... I did want to talk about Akuma, um, because I have played as Akuma, and he's very interesting. Um, I'm just like surprised that it feels like Akuma from Street Fighter. Like That's how he plays. Like You do the inputs, and he does the same shit. Um, and they managed to blend him in pretty well with the with like the Tekken cast. Like it, he feels. No, nah, I, I I had trouble at first because 
I tried to play it like I play in Street Fighter, and you kind of have to you kind of have to take what you know of Akuma and and adapt it to the way Tekken, to like the, the flow of Tekken, because it's a it's a little more calculated and slow. But after I've kind of figured that out, it it's like I even switch my hand to to play with my thumb like I do when I play Street Fighter. He's that close. Hmm. Well, the game is definitely getting a lot of love. I mean, everyone seems to like it a lot. Uh, I mean, compared to the previous one, do you like this one more? Uh, or Well, the previous one would be Tekken Tag 2. Mm. Yeah, it's a different beast. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, it's still a Tekken game. As, as far as, like, I think that might actually be my favorite Tekken game just because it's so it has everything and like the customization and like right down to the, like you could change the music from your from your PS3's hard drive and that one was just a lot of fun and it had everybody and and the movesets were all on point and it felt good. Um, I haven't played enough of Seven to say where it where it fits. So far, I, I like the way it plays. Um, I guess gameplay wise, there's some weird stuff. Like there's some unblockable stuff that I'm still getting used to. I don't want to say I'm not a fan of it yet, but um, it's also stuff that maybe I just don't know how to counter yet. Uh, how you like that slow mo mechanic? The slow mo thing is pretty cool. I like that. What's that? Is it so when you hit um, so points where uh, moves thrown? from each character are close enough that you're not sure which is going to connect what will happen is, is the game will zoom in and go into slow motion as mm-hmm. like the attacks come at each other so you get this like extra second or two of tension before whatever lands and occasionally it falls flat for the most part it ends up looking pretty cool and uh that's something that I want to see more fighting games do, which is it makes it interesting to watch outside of play. Oh, so you mean like how Fight Night did it with their slow-mo thing? Um, where not quite. Well, I think in the case of Fight Night, it would like slow-mo when somebody took a big hit. Mm-hmm. Whereas it slows right before there's like a, a possible exchange or one person is about to counter the other. Oh, so the build-up. That's cool. Yeah. So, Joe, kind of like, imagine the counter, the cross-counter in Ashtano Joe. Slow that down. (laughs) Nice. Lionel, what you got, buddy? Um, Not a whole lot. It was mostly just uh, Splinter Cell with Mike, and uh, I tried to do a little bit of it on my own, but ran into a few bugs. for some reason, I, I'd beaten that game. I'd beaten Blacklist already, but for some reason, all my data was gone. Ooh. I don't know what happened exactly, but whatever. Was it on the same computer? Oh, maybe that's it. Because a lot Steam's pretty. Some games are good about like moving your saves to the cloud, like mm-hmm. I've done that with Skyrim on different computers. But I know some of them, like if you, it checks for the data on your computer, so. Yeah, that was probably it. <laughs> and that, that would make sense. Um, outside of that, I tried to play Sonic on my phone a few minutes ago. <laughs> Feels very loose. Mm. 
I imagine if I were, if this were the jumper cables of old, this were like middle school, elementary school jumper cables, I'd have just gotten used to it and made that shit work. But I'm too old now. I just don't have the time or the reflexes. Or the patience. The patience. All of the above. Um, it's, it's okay. If I could find like a controller that'll work with it, that could be neat. So, um, what was there? I've just been looking at Steam sales longingly, but well, I can't play much of the stuff on there. Wasn't there that other toy or game you ordered? What was what was that again? That little um. Oh God. Okay, Joe. <laughs> I got drunk and bought a fidget spinner. There you go. Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? No. Nah. Where did you just buy it from? Me, just makes me wish I had my nunchucks. Uh, the the gas station I got beer from. How's the quality? Yeah, it's fine, I guess. Because I because I, I have a <laughs> I have a friend who who suddenly became a hype beast, uh, and he bought a, a fidget spinner, and uh, it was Raiders themed. But I was surprised it's it's actually like got a pretty good weight to it. It's yeah, this is just a big metal thing spinning on a bearing. And it was yeah, actually I found it somewhat satisfying and soothing. But it's kind of like uh, flicking the wheel of a skateboard with good bearings. Mm-hmm. Tiny little skateboards. I imagine if I had less impulse control, I'd I'd enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> it could be like a yo-yo. You know, you just do it enough and learn some tricks and. Yeah, but see, I would. I guess. I guess the reason why I'm like being a huge butt about it is because I would. I used to do that with nunchucks. So I uh, guess I'm like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I want to use both my arms. It's sort of in the weird, like, I don't know, like, like just think of all the shit that we had to play with, <laughs> you know, or that we did play with pogs. Tech decks, which I'm actually yeah, holding I right now. <laughs> I didn't fuck with Pogs. Yeah, yo-yos. Oh, yeah, just, yo-yos. I did have scooters. <laughs> I didn't mess with those. Jacks. Neither did I. Uh, <laughs> Joe's, Joe is a kid from the 50s. <laughs> jacks. Fucking old jacks. Play some dominoes, you know. Some old man stuff. Now you old black man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, if you really want some nunchucks, Lionel, all you gotta do is just get some like, you know, your shoestring. Well, I can twigs. actually, I can actually order them out here. It's not like in California where I had to do some shady stuff. <laughs> uh, I kind of actually didn't because the nunchucks I had, I got while I was in Vegas. There you go. Get the real deal out there. Actual nunchucks with actual crystal spikes. Ten bucks from Martial Arts Mart. I could buy one right go. now. They're not that yeah. Three forty nine. That's pretty cheap. Whoa. Are those like the wooden ones with the uh, cord? Uh, no. It looks like they have a metal chain. Mm. Uh, it might be made of plastic. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, the problem is, is I've got like two sets in uh, California, so justifying buying another one's kind <laughs> of. Well, they, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get another set, I'm gonna save up for something high end. Jumper cables. If you get another one, then we can start a nunchuck gang. Oh my god! 
He's got a point. Become the Ninja Turtles like this. Like Only one of them had, had nunchucks. And speaking of which, Joe, you never answered my question. What was your question? Between I'm me going. and Mike, which one of us is cool but rude, and which one of us is a party dude? Oh, you're so <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, oh. Because we can technically say you do machines. I do machines. And none of us really leads. He does like a machine. He does machines. He has sex with machines. That's or does machines. <laughs> context is important. Uh. Nobody leads. Joe does machines. We need to figure out which one of us is cool but rude and a party dude. I will answer this beautiful question of yours as soon as we are done. That I promise. Uh, okay, I guess I can use it as my intro for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so, oh, sorry, were there any more things you were playing, Lionel? <laughs> mm, no. All right, so the game I had been just obsessing over, and I'm sure you guys have seen me play it on Steam. Nope. No? All right, then. Hollow Knight. I have been loving that game to death because it is everything I love about games all wrapped up in a lovely, tasty package. Uh, it's a 2D Metroidvania game. The story is kind of really vague on purpose. You just are kind of dropped into this weird world full of like just bugs and other strange creatures. And the only story you get is that the, the the town or whatever kingdom you're currently in, something like really bad happened and everything was pushed to the underground. And now all the citizens of the, of the city have gone underneath there trying to figure out what's going on. And the whole point of the game is for you to go down there and just explore everything and unlock the secrets of the world. But what I love about it is that uh, one of the things I love about games the most is that you unlock new abilities, new powers. And that's why I love the Metroid games and Castlevania games so much because you get new things, you get to unlock new areas. And that's pretty much what all this game is about. You just discover new things and get new powers. Uh, what's even better, what makes it more interesting is that the art design is beautiful. It's 2D. The, um, the sound design is even better. The, the sound effects are just, I mean, it's just, it's so, it just sounds so wonderful. That's why I usually I'll play it with headphones on because it's just the music is just so beautiful. And the the boss and the game mechanics, everything about it is just really fun. And it's I just like I'm just addicted to it. Every time I play it, it's just relaxing, it's calming, and there's always something new and fun I can do in it. The only downside to it, there's they focus a lot around you having to purchase stuff. Meaning, not like, you know, with real money or whatever, but in order to unlock new stuff or progress in new areas or do new things, you have to purchase items or purchase things with uh, the currency inside the game. And you have to kill things to get that currency, meaning you have to grind a lot. And that's uh, that that's not as enjoyable as I would like it to be. But besides that, the game is just absolutely fun. I cannot stop playing it. And the few seconds I do stop playing it, I switch over to Stardew Valley. And that's just like addictive as well. So with, between these two games, I think my life is set for the next two years. <laughs> these games are just, are just endless, endless fun. So much fun. I know uh, that's a good feeling to have. It's so good because 
I, it all, I'll always feel like I have something that I can do. Like when I'm not working or whatever, I know that I can go, I can play Hollow Knight or I can play Stardew Valley and I'm guaranteed to have fun every time I play it because the experience will always be different. So that's, ugh, it's a great feeling. Really, really enjoyable. Um, I haven't felt that way with the game in a very long time. So I have found my happy place. That's good. Yeah. Let me see here. And also, there's a whole bunch of other games on Steam that I like the, that I want to play too, that I purchased and god damn it, Steam. There's some good deals on there. Really cheap games. I love the sale. And I look back there every once in a while and, and they keep sending me more emails of things going on sale on my wish list and they just keep drawing me back. It's, it's not nice. Let's jump into them stories. The first story is, can it be? Yes. Sonic's getting a movie released in 2019 by Sonic Stadium. Lionel, are you excited? Does it no. No? Oh, that was a quick response. <laughs> Damn. It was really quick. Uh, so what's scary about this and what makes me think it's going to be bad is that it's a live-action CG hybrid. Hmm. Right there, that's... Not good. Now, what if Sonic 2006. What if it's like uh, Roger Rabbit? Now, that would be nice. That would be clever. But I I just don't want to see Sonic kissing a, a human girl again. I just don't want to. Again? I don't know. Um, see, the problem with, like, what if it's Roger Rabbit is, is that already happened with Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, that wasn't live action. That wasn't next with live action. Was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was the same type of deal, though. It's like, here's the video game world. Isn't it neat? I didn't see it. But I, I, what I mean is, like, uh, maybe it's like a down on his luck Sonic that needs uh, help from a uh, <laughs> Bob Hoskins as a cop. <laughs> Actually, uh, I could isn't he dead? That, but he is. But that doesn't mean, I don't know, they can bring him back. <laughs> uh, see... Roger Robert was great, and they mixed the two like live action and just CG so well. I they just keep. I don't think they could pull that off with Sonic. They always bring him in a very weird direction. <laughs> I just yeah, very strange. Like Sonic two thousand and six. Yeah. Now, what makes me even more curious? So the um, the director of Deadpool is going to be directing this movie. I wonder. I, if, I like if Deadpool, is, but yeah, Sonic is not a character I want to have talking throughout the whole movie. Now, is it going to be rated R? Gotta go fast! Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> no. Can you imagine that? A live action? I don't. I don't want to, Joe. Rated R? No. Sonic? It's terrible. Yes. Don't who would it. be? Who would be Eight Man? That's, that's not the problem. It's not Eggman. It's none of that. It's, I keep saying Sonic 2006 because they're going to have a makeout with a human. What does that mean? <laughs> what happened in 2006? Sonic yes. made out with a human girl. <laughs> yes. Sounds hot. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's great for the furries, but that's not what I wanted from, like, one of my childhood icons. <laughs> I didn't want to see him scheming on t- it, it, not just a girl, Mike, a teenage girl. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, how old is Sonic? 
I guess he's supposed to be an eternal teenager as well. <laughs> it's getting weird. It's, it's like high school. All the girls in Sonic are the same age. Oh. Well, I believe Sega, when they were asked, you know, why, why is this even a thing, is that they feel that nostalgia, like Nintendo's doing an incredibly good job right now with bringing back the whole nostalgia thing with the, you know, the NES Classic and Super Nintendo Classic, which is going to be coming out. We're going to be talking about it a little bit later. But yes, and a documentary called Console Wars, that's actually based off, I'm guessing based off of the book Console Wars, which talks about the rivalry between Sega and Nintendo and blah, blah, blah. But that documentary is coming out as well. So that I guess they figured now's the time to do it. Let's just bet on nostalgia. And well, they're, they're only now kind of like getting Sonic back to a good place. Granted, it ultimately didn't matter. There's like, I think there's always going to be a strong enough following for Sonic to get by. Yeah. As down as he seems to be out here, he seems to be perpetually up in the UK. Really? Yeah, well, the um, the Genesis was a much bigger deal out there. Um, I guess they call it the Mega Drive, but yeah, yeah. It, it was the console. So uh, I want to say uh, the majority of UK people are Sega kids. Interesting. I did not know that. Well, uh, um, maybe the movie will even do well over there. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Just <laughs> there's just no pissing. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of more Sega, and the next article by Game Informer, Sega makes another nostalgia play with Sega Forever Collection on mobile. So what they just did was they just released a whole bunch of their classic games on Android and iOS, and a lot of them playing with a virtual gamepad. Uh, Lionel, you were just playing Sonic, uh, the first one, I'm guessing? Mm Mm-hmm. What you think? What you think? So it's a little hard to play on the phone, you know, with the touch screen. Everything's ultimately pretty loose. Outside of that, um, it's great. Uh, it sounds good. Uh, plays well outside of the controls. Everything's responsive. Everything uh, looks crisp, looks solid. Um, it beats the hell out of those uh, Sega game boxes you find at your Targets, your Walmarts, or whatever the fucks. They play okay, but they sound like hot-ass garbage melting into the floor. Huh. I, uh, like, my, seriously bad. They my, sound like busted and awful. My and, uncle bought one of those things. Uh, I didn't notice anything with the sound. It all sounded fine to me, but the thing that pissed me off about those was... They are using, like, um, what's the, the remote technology? It's like IR sensor or something. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So the, contr- yeah, the controls yeah. are off. They're not yeah. very good. I mean, the controls yeah. are fine, but you have to make sure nothing breaks, like, the connection between, which can happen yeah. if there's something in the way or somebody walks in front of you. Uh, so that's pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish uh, Sega had like taken a hands-on approach with those things and not hoard out the rights to whoever the fuck. Because they, uh, they did a they did a shit job. I was I'm like, I really wish we could get like a Sega box the way we got that Nintendo Mini. Yeah, a little Sega Genesis that would have been that would have been nice. That would have um, been enough for me. Yeah, I. I like the games they put out there. I mean, Comic Zone, Kid Chameleon, I remember playing all those games. Fantasy Star mm-hmm. 2, 
I mean, it's a, a good selection of games. Um, yeah. the, the only thing for me, it's just, it could just be because I, I have a Samsung Galaxy S6 and the game pad playing it in landscape mode, it just, I, my finger kept slipping off to the right yeah. and hitting the button that closed the app down. So it's, uh, I, I, it wasn't, didn't, wasn't very comfortable. Huh. And that's weird. If, felt a little off like i said it could just be my phone you guys i think mike you have an i an ios phone yeah, too so I, didn't, you, I didn't notice that problem on iphone kind of but uh yeah. the controls felt fine to me i mm. played a little bit of sonic but like for me i've played that sonic so much i especially played <laughs> that first the first like two or three levels over and over so uh green yeah, yeah green hill zone yeah so it didn't hold my attention but i i spent <laughs> And I, when I say I spent more time with Comic Zone, it just means that I spent, I probably spent like a few minutes longer, but, uh, <laughs> Comic Zone felt pretty good, like, it's kinda like Jumper Cable said, it was like, like, oh, if I wanted to, I could really like, you know, get used to these controls and like play through the whole thing, but, uh, at this point, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, it's Comic Zone. Am I really going to sit down and go with that? Like, I, I kind of want to, maybe someday, but I think they, they introduced, like, safe states and stuff, so that could make it mm-hmm. more easier. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of wish they would have released this on Steam, like a collection. I think uh, they are on Steam. Are they on Steam? I didn't. Yeah, there's a bunch of Sega games on Steam. Well, I mean, like, not uh like doing the whole free thing they're doing on the well phone. there's there's ads is the deal you can purchase yeah. the full version of it on the phone but, you but if you ads. want it completely free then you got to deal with uh, what amounts to commercials yeah yeah that didn't really bother me that much i mean it didn't really get in the way unlike some other games where it's pretty intrusive mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think Especially in the previous show where we had talked about um, Sega preparing for the future, I I wouldn't say they're cleaning house. I'm not the right words to say. Uh, I think they're just like preparing themselves for what they want to do next, or getting people excited about Sega again. I, I feel like they're just they're trying to get people ready for something, or just you know make them make more people aware that they're here. Yeah, they're definitely getting their names into the ears of people. Between yeah. like all the stuff going on with Sonic and now these free games and and also to uh, Sonic Mania, yeah, it's both it, it's uh, Sonic Mania and then there's another 3D one that lets you create a character. That one, so they're yeah, kind of do. they're they're doing something pretty pretty neat here where they're like hitting the two audiences separately versus trying to pull them into one pull them together into one thing. Yeah, you basically completely. have yeah. like new Sonic fans and old Sonic fans. New Sonic fans for the most part being kids and are more into the huge cast of characters and the crazy ass like ongoing whatever the hell weird ass story that I kind of fell off of. And then you have the old school fans who just want 2D fun gameplay and keep things simple. That's what I want. That's all I want. I really honestly don't want any more 3D Sonic. I just want 2D. I'm interested in messing around with that creative character, but uh, other than that, um, I'm more about Mania. Uh, I can't remember. There's a 
there's a I can't remember the name of the game, but there's going to be a new 3D Sonic game, hmm. and it's going to have a create a character in it, like a yeah create a character option I should say. Huh. Do you? Do oh yeah, you know, have you guys uh, played the Sonic OC game? Uh, what? No. Sonic OC. Orange County. <laughs> so, um, original character. Basically, you type your name and then the hedgehog into Google. And chances are there is an, uh, an original Sonic the Hedgehog character by that name. I have not tried that, no. I mean, there's obviously going to be a Joe the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael the Hedgehog. Uh, he just looks like Sonic in a red shirt and pants and shoes. This There's a bunch. It's pretty disturbing. I'm gonna try that. Go the hedgehog. Uh, in in the character creation thing, do you know? Is it giving them different abilities or something, or are you just customizing the look? I think so. I think you can customize abilities to some degree. Uh, monkey. I didn't know that was coming out. So interesting. Okay. Lionel the hedgehog is somebody's pet. Yeah, that's illegal in California, I think. Like, it's an actual hedgehog. Uh Alright, let's move on. I guess I'll suck at this game. So what? I said, um, I pulled up, the picture that came up for me was of an actual hedgehog. So I guess I'll suck at this game. (laughs) Well, you typed in, uh, or maybe that's all you are, just a hedgehog. In the wind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I'm losing my mind. What, what is next? Oh, yes. Mario Mr. Brothers. Poly. Yes, Mr. Polygon. Super Mario Brothers strangely works in first-person augmented reality. I am going to butcher this poor boy's name. Abusek. Abeksek. Singh. I'm sorry, Mr. Man. I. Anyway... This I'm assuming he's a developer, and he has the HoloLens, which is Microsoft's augmented reality headset. And he created this amazing demo where he's recreating, I guess, the first level of Super Mario Brothers. And he's walking in the park in New York, and he's, like, hitting blocks, jumping on turtles, doing fireballs. It's pretty amazing. I would absolutely want to play this and do this. I would look crazy, but... uh what do you guys think? Would you want to, would you play this if it was real and more polished? Um, I think I was talking with you about it, Joe. And I was saying like, if they could come up with a version of it that encouraged you to run, mm-hmm. it might help yeah. me get that cardio in. Yeah, I feel like you could run if you wanted to. It's just, if it like ran a bit smoother mm-hmm. and like, maybe there was like a speed running option for the levels. Like that might be uh, some might be a way to get me to exercise and actually have some fun doing it. Well, what's funny about this is that he's gone and done Nintendo's job for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they, their stance is still like they've said close to nothing about VR and AR, um, aside from Pokemon Go, which yeah. barely uses AR. Sort of weird that. I don't know. It's cool, but like weird that you have to, you can't interact with the pipes and stuff. It's such a key part of Mario. You just have to, like any obstacle that's in your way, you just have to walk around. 
which is weird. Mm. But uh, it's it's a cool experiment. It's you know watching. I was thinking like, well, firstly, it's really interesting to see something like this, like tied to like one of my first gaming experiences. Like it's it's the future, but it's also like the old shit. Like I don't know if I would have believed this was possible if somebody told me uh, when I was a little <laughs> kid playing Mario Three. Um, but also, I, I don't know. I think it's cool that um, such a an interesting take on AR like relies on such an old game. Kind of mm. a, t- a testament to the design of that old game and how my flawless it was. Yeah, I, I really liked how he even went as far as to design the pits. So when he was looking down, he could see that you know there was an actual pit there that he jumped over, and that it's just it looks so great. I mean, you know, I'm sure if it was more polished, it would have fixed the, you know, the small issues you were kind of talking about, like why you couldn't do certain things. But I mean, just as a, the proof of concept, this is really cool. And the only thing we've seen with the HoloLens, I think it was at the E3 2016, they were showing off Minecraft. Uh, if you guys can remember that. And I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I think about every time somebody says HoloLens. Yeah, when clearly, if you really put some thought into it, like this this guy did, there's a lot you can do with it, and it's just oh god, it's so exciting. I was thinking, like when they were showing the blocks and stuff, like what if that those blocks mapped over uh, I don't know, like more physical obstacles, so that way when you jump towards it, you'd actually like jump on top of something, preferably not an actual person. But if you, you know, like jumped on top of a, like a rock or something in the real world, you could see like some blocks were mapped on top of it. That would be, oh, God, that'd be great. Yeah, I was thinking oh. about that too. How if, like, I don't know if Nintendo wanted to, they could like, you know, just build up a park with obstacles and then have people oh. AR so you could actually walk up those and interact with the pipes and stuff. Um, could be kind of weird oh, still to go somewhere and through a pipe, but. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting um but also it so he basically took super mario brothers and and mapped it to ar but it would be cool to see if nintendo ever actually did mess with this you know if they had one that was actually just built for ar and you were mario it didn't have the limitations of the first game and those mm. levels yeah well, I know I, I could see them going to like completely mapping out like a workout or a gym or something or some sort of obstacle course. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you try that? I mean, yes, like they, <laughs> that would be oh, that would be so much fun. That that would make fitness actually something I'd want to do. That would get me ripped, <laughs> <laughs> ripped Luigi someday. Uh, okay, definitely neat. I doubt it will go any further than this, but I really wish it would like get Nintendo's attention. Who am I kidding? If Nintendo saw this, they'd probably want to shut it down. So maybe it's best that it doesn't get their attention. It seems to be good for that. Yeah, it seems um, like it's just going to be a tech demo. Who knows if he's... He probably won't release it. Yeah. Nah. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to the next one here by Polygon. Watch Beyond Good and Evil 2's 14-minute E3 gameplay demo. No, I don't think they actually showed this 
at E3. I think it was behind closed doors type of thing. And then later on, they, this guy, I guess the director, wait, he's the director. Who was he? Well, it was either producer or director. He was walking through the demo. Um, did you guys get both get a chance to watch it or at least some of it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. What you think? It's very different from the first game. Uh, it's, I don't know, I didn't play the first game, but this actually seems cool, and it made me wonder if it's really tied to the first game, or if I could just jump into it. Um, yeah. It, it, it seems cool. Um, some of the stuff that they're saying that I thought was interesting was that, um, well, I kind of wanted him to go down and interact with that city down there, which who knows if you can really, but he was saying there's people down there, and you could like take pictures and like show them the pictures and have conversations with them. And you can like learn stuff that way. Uh. Um, but yeah, the the tech that they were showing off was pretty interesting. Um, you know, in terms of the scale of everything, but you play as this little monkey and <laughs> get in the, ship. On the trailer. Yeah, and they show him on the statue, and then they show him going to the ship, and then you can fly um, out of the atmosphere, and it's kind of cool because you can actually see the ship interacting with the atmosphere, like it starting to burn up a little bit. Um, and you can leave, and there's all this big scale, and then fly around. Um, so that's that stuff is, we're seeing more and more of, like, Star Citizen is doing that. Um, but they're doing it with a whole bunch of different planets, and it's really seamless. And no Man's Sky did a little bit, but the probably the most interesting piece of tech that I think they showed off was that the landscape can change. Uh like I a, like that. That was cool. Yeah, so if a meteor hits the uh, the surface of a planet, it actually creates a big explosion and changes the landscape to into a meteor hit, like a like a crater. So that was cool. Um, yeah, there's um scope really seemed to be something that they were they wanted to really let everyone know. <laughs> we really want to make it so that you can go anywhere and do anything and the world's huge and that's seeming like that's becoming more and more and more popular these days just the whole open world thing and being able to do anything you want yeah well you want to fl- yeah open world really it was kind of birthed on ps2 and then really flourished on like the ps3 era 360 era um, and now we're seeing people push into open universes. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just hope everyone has learned from No Man's Sky how far you should go with it. That game got a lot of backlash. Yeah. Uh, well, there's just a lot of shit that they promised that wasn't in it. So. True. Uh, Lionel, did you get a chance to take a little looky at that at all? Uh, yeah, it looked neat. I felt like I couldn't appreciate some of it due to not playing the previous game. See, that's the thing, though. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I remember playing the first game, and it's way different from what they just showed. I mean, it's like night and day different. Uh, so I don't think you needed to, you're going to need to play the first one. Yeah, uh, I mean, there wasn't any yeah. story stuff here. It was just all no. like, engine stuff. Yeah, I mean, the only time they showed what I think was the girl from the first one was at the near the end of the trailer, where it was that I guess that woman in the ship in their ship that they all yeah. went to. Well, they flew in, off in. That was in like the E3 trailer. Right. Yeah. So I think that's really the only hint they've given of the connection. But so far, the world seems 
It's really, it looks really cool, but I don't think you need to have played the first one to really know what's going on in this one. Um, are you, are you a big fan of open world games, Lionel? Uh, sandbox stuff. I guess I don't like them. I can't say I'm a huge fan on their own. It depends on the world. Hmm. Okay. Kind of like, uh, the same way I am with movies. Drama by itself doesn't sell me what they're being dramatic about is. Uh, so Skyrim is kind of the level. Skyrim was, uh, all right. Uh, I liked Oblivion better. Uh, really? Uh, specifically, yeah. huh. it, um, how should I put this? Skyrim felt more about quest lines, whereas Oblivion, there was like a lot of self-contained quests that felt important in their own right. It was kind of like playing that old Hercules series. Hmm. You, you just wander around and happen into adventures. <laughs> But uh, that happens in Skyrim, too. You can wander around. They're a lot more automated and a lot less interesting, and they're usually specifically tied to towns. Hmm. You'll usually have, like, one big town mission, a few smaller ones related, and that's kind of it. Like, I didn't didn't encounter anything that was, like... uh, getting onto that boat in and ending up at sea besieged by pirates <laughs> or going into the mind of some crazy guy or traveling into a painting or, you know, finding a cult and saving someone's abducted child. Like Skyrim didn't really have any like individual quests that added up to that. So Skyrim had that exact quest. You just, the cult one anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Did you play the, any of the DLC, like the Legendary I, Edition? I played a little bit of. Um, I think a little bit of both. Um, both the uh, extra Dragonborn stuff and the uh, vampire bit. Uh, that one was kind of interesting. I didn't get a chance to finish it though. Um, I don't know. I know my Skyrim experiences. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with mods. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of like make my own little narrative there. Like I have a mod that lets me just have all the followers at once, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but uh, nice. Yeah, lots of other stuff. I don't know. They just. Oh, I like Skyrim. It's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, man, there's so many, so many mods for that game. It's crazy. All right, let's move on to the next one here. So, are you not impressed right. with Beyond Good and Evil? Jump of cables. It looks fine. I was never super into it back in the day, so. Yeah, but neither of us were, but it's it's just kind of a wait and see type thing for me. Well, how do you feel about like the uh, big spacey, like real time seamless mechanic? Again, wait and see. Uh, Sorry, I'm a decrepit, dejected, angry old man. It takes a lot to get me excited. (laughs) Well, 
I mean, there really isn't much detail on this game outside of that demo. I mean, it looked pretty impressive, but we still don't really know anything about the story, really the characters, anything at all. So I understand you want to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm sort of in the same boat. Like I said, like I'm at this point, I'm more excited for Star Citizen because I've kind of seen everything that they showed in that gameplay demo and Star Citizen. Um, mm. it, it, um, they haven't shown like Star Citizen. I don't think has like the the map changing um, with like meteors and stuff like that. And I, I don't think they have the uh, like the the atmospheric effects. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just like way more excited to dive into Star Citizen. But I've seen way more of that game. And also too, I mean, I think uh, unlike Beyond Good and Evil, Star Citizen, I mean, their their entire focus is like on building that universe and all that kind of stuff. While I think well, Beyond Good and Evil, it's just it just takes place, you know, in this weird kooky sci-fi universe. Well, Star Citizen's all about that. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. So the next one is by Rock Paper. Excuse me, Rock Paper Shotgun, and it's a Arma Bahamola Latargo. <laughs> That's a lot of a lot of words. Um, so it just launched. I put this in here because I, I know you were, you've been playing that game, and apparently they launched another game called Argo, a multiplayer first person spinoff. Have you played Starring that? Starring Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, Have you, did you play that game at all, Mike? Or uh, no, I haven't played Argo because I I what I think it I feel like it's sort of like a slice of Arma Three. Um, yeah. And maybe a little more arcadey, the article said, but mm. um, I have played the update. Yeah, I was thinking like if you guys could run it, maybe we should we should try. It. Well, I don't know if it works on Mac and Jump Cables. You might barely be able to run it, but um, but yeah, they. So I think they put like the kind of the mission mode into Arma Three, and they definitely put the map in. So. Um, last week, some friends and I were messing around, uh, where we did some of those missions, um, and they're they're pretty fun. It's kind of cool because the way we usually do it is somebody uh, in the group will like make an actual mission, and hmm. um, uh, uh, what was I saying? They'll make the actual missions your friend. Yeah, yeah. Other people will like they'll place like objects and, and enemies and, and troops around and and then we kind of drop in and kind of figure it out and then somebody the person who made it will like actually be leading us around but this was cool because we just had something to that was pre-made that we could jump in and kind of figure out ourselves and uh mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh the map is cool and the the mission structure is interesting and uh yeah do you think that game will become as popular? I mean, it's just a, it's like just seeming like a side thing, uh, as popular as just Arma. I mean, the actual. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Arma. One of the reasons the Arma games are so popular is because of the modding. Uh, mm. There's just so much modding. Um, like, and I think it was a little bit more so with Arma Two. Like. Uh, like Daisy came out of that, that was really popular, and that brought a lot of attention to to Arma 2. Um, but 
I feel like releasing this stuff for free is a good good way to get people more interested in Arma 3. Uh, I don't think Arma 3 has had quite the success that Arma 2 has, and I think some of us have speculated that, you know, with the amount of DLC that they've tried to push in the game, um, might be testament to that as well. Uh, it's like you said, it's probably good marketing for them, and if it can get more people playing it, that's always a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What's the next one? Ah, by motherboard.vice.com. That's interesting. Uh, Rockstar Games talk, <clears throat> talks publisher into leaving Grand Theft Auto V modders alone. So it looks like things have got better. They listened? <laughs> Is that what happened here? I mean, that's what it's sounding like. <laughs> well, Rockstar... The reason it was weird in the first place is because Rockstar was always super open about it, like even showcasing mods on their own website and stuff. So it seems like Rockstar talked to Take Two and uh, asked them to instead go after you know people that are right. bre- breaking the game, that are actually making mods that will break the the multiplayer rather than the tool that everyone uses for every mod ever. So it's a it's a definitely a win uh, for speaking up and complaining on the internet. Right. It's right. uh, so like in a statement by Rockstar, they're saying Take-Two now intends to only go after mods that affect GTA Online. And they're just... So I guess instead of just shutting them down, they're going to talk more closely with them and, and just make sure and try and figure out how, if at all, the, the mods could affect the online Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. So they're talking it out instead of just saying, no, stop what you're doing. That's always good. Um, cause I'm almost positive the modding community and just, you know, the, I guess it's a company are more than willing to work with them because they want this to stay here and exist and flourish. I don't think they want, you know, they want to work against them or anything or do anything bad. So this is all good stuff. Good job, Rockstar. Yeah. You you care about your players. That's nice. Rockstar, I respect you. Yeah. Which is more than I can say about Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad because I definitely wanted to mod uh, GTA V to play, play in single player. And like, mm. them kind of shutting it out just made me think, like, well, I'm never going to play that now. But, yeah, I'm really glad that they brought that back. And I'm sure you're not the only one thinking that way, too, which is why, which is why all, this, that kind of, all that stuff is so important. Come on, don't ruin your community. They're 80, the ones buying your game. 80,000 signatures. Oh, my God. Change.org. Finally making a difference. So, good stuff. All right, what's next on our little list here? All right, we have. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the Steam reviews, and they're still like yeah. recent. Overall is mixed. Recent is overwhelmingly negative. <laughs> oh. Fifty-seven thousand reviews. That's it's really funny. Oh my god! So the people have spoken. But yeah. Now they are listening. Those, those will probably even out, bounce back. Of course, always. Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so next article, big Final Fantasy 15 announcements teased for Gamescom 2017. 
Uh, this is the world we live in. An announcement for an announcement. <laughs> right. Um, so Final Fantasy 15 has either been really loved or really hated. And there are, I, I'm in the, I'm in the camp of loving the game. I like the game a lot. Uh, even though the first real major DLC was just a pile of poop, it was really bad. Um, what was it? But it was, so whether, since it, the problem with the main game, main storyline was that they never really dive deep into all of the characters. So what they're doing is they're releasing DLC that dives into the background of each character. And the first DLC was with like the, his name is Gla- uh, Gladius and he's kind of like the muscle on the team and his storyline was just awful. It was just really, really bad. The gameplay was bad. His storyline was bad. The, you know, just everything was bad about it. See the one with the tribal tats and the mullet? <laughs> yes. That's him. Um, he's got like the, a huge sword. He's like the strong, the really strong guy. Um, now the, the next DLC that's coming out, actually, I think it just now released is, um, his name is, his name is Prompto and, he has a he is he is the the only guy on the team, and his background story in the next DLC, the game's kind of switching modes. It's like it's going to be a third person shooter, which is kind of weird, <laughs> but uh, it, it looks really fun and it's getting much better reviews than the first DLC. So uh, I'm actually excited. I'm gonna make sure to get that. But but yeah, I mean the game has lots of issues. I mean the storyline's all messed up. Uh, the characters, like I said, they didn't really dive too much into them. The open world, even though it's like you can do tons of stuff, it's kind of a little bland on the quest that you can do and all that stuff. I mean, it's got problems, but the game is just so much fun and the characters, like their relationship together, they have so much heart. It just, you care so much about them. Uh, man, but a lot of people can't overlook all the other issues. So let's either, you really hate it or you really love it. So whatever the big announcement is, hopefully it's going to be more DLC or I don't know, kind of do a, um, uh, like a second version of the game, kind of like they did like Final Fantasy 10 2 or Final Fantasy 14, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. We'll see. They're building a whole universe around the game. I mean, there's anime, there's a movie. There's side games, there's mobile games, there's a, there's a man- manga, there's just tons and tons of stuff. So, we'll see what it'll be. Alright, let's move gonna, on. Are to you the- gonna play it, Jumper Cables? Uh, play what now? Final Fantasy oh. 15. Oh, if I can get a means to do it, maybe. Was, so you're interested. Weren't you, weren't you getting a PS4? I have no idea at this point. Oh, okay. Um, I think you'd like it. I think you might like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's open world ish. Um, characters. Would the characters bug you? I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't, I don't, no, I don't think they would. None of them are just mean. No, right? no, actually, no. There's actually no. I mean, the the Gladius guy. He's a little rough on the main character. Because mm-hmm. uh, he wants him to like straighten up and act like a king instead of a little whiny person, but um, no, outside of that, all the characters are really lovable. Okay, so I don't think you I don't think you'd have a problem with it. No one would annoy you. Like the only time I have a beef is when like 
a person's defining character characteristic is how much of a cock they are, and the narrative <laughs> wants you to think that's cool. No, no, there's no one like that. Everyone is very so you know, kind of like uh, lightning. God, I just want to hate that woman. Just mean and She's, nothing else. Yeah, that whole cast of characters, and that game, just everything about that series is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. And someone should have just have locked the director of that game in like a suitcase and slid him underneath a bed somewhere. Because he just would not. <laughs> yeah. He, well, first, first they got to box his ears and then throw yes. him in the suitcase. Is it Tetsuya Nomura? Uh, I don't. It wasn't Nomura. He's no. Because this guy, he just kept wanting to tell more about this horrific story. He just kept wanting more. He kept making more games. He wanted everyone to be pumped for his uh, his waifu. I guess, man, because he just wouldn't stop giving Lightning more games. Just stop it, please. He's just. And when they asked him, like, why do you keep making more of these games? I have to finish my story. I have to finish telling her story. It's just stop it, please. God, no more of her. No mas. No mas. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I stand by my suitcase decision. I'm not backing on that. Um, all right, it's enough Final Fantasy. Let's move on to the next one. Star to Citizen developer in financial woes. <laughs> What's happening here, Mike? So, you posted this article in here, and immediately I was just like, hmm. First of all, it sounds like other articles that have come out. Um, for some yeah. reason, like, there's, I don't know, I think we all know kind of the state of games journalism is just bad. It's all about clicks and views. Like, a lot of big name sites, you can go through and find tons of spelling errors because they try and rush things out. Um, but this guy... Uh, for for some reason they also they have it out for like you see them attack YouTubers personalities a lot but they also like want to attack Star Citizen for some reason um, mm. which is weird um, but but they're they're saying that like oh like they're they applied for a loan and that means that they're having financial woes and that's not really the case at all um, the whole article is pretty. <laughs> and they I don't know because like I follow Star Citizen and I know that they're doing pretty well and like they're still hiring even um, and they still generate funds every month from the stuff that they sell um, I, I just don't know why like games journalists like want to go after it um, and they, there's all sorts of shit in this article like they're saying it's pay to win and stuff that's not really true um <laughs> But uh, the the response is on uh, Robert Space Industries forum, um, and basically they're just saying that what they've done is kind of work with the bank to take advantage of a, a tax rebate that they get in the UK. Uh, but what they're by doing what they're they're doing with the bank is they're putting up a little bit of collateral, and it's it's not the the, <laughs> the like whole thing, which is what the article. Um, is saying, but uh, basically, they, they, I guess they did the same thing last year. They just did it so they can get their tax benefits a little bit earlier. Uh, uh, okay. So it's it's not it's 
this article was just like blatant clickbait, especially that that headline. It's just, it's just not true. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I like on Polygon and sometimes VentureBeat, but more so Polygon. Um, yeah, it, it's articles. They just they will rush stuff out so fast. They yeah. just want to get those clicks. I think they're they're paid. I know some sometimes like they're paid by how many articles or clicks or whatever. So not surprising they'll have headlines like this. Yeah, that's kind of sad though. Polygon's pretty bad. The I, I don't know a lot of these people. I I feel like they they just write people who read the inter- they they hire people that read the internet. That aren't actual journalists that will just you know write something even with their like opinion pieces. It's just designed to to get people fired up. They'll be like you know, (laughs) yeah, it's a pit. Just fucking I don't know. On top of like this, like talking shit about developers and like outrage culture, clickbait bullshit. You know. On top of that, you know, they just look for anything where somebody can, like, oh, like, you know, this company's fucking up or they're fucking up. Like, let's just, they don't, because, I I don't know, they have nothing better to actual report on, you know? Yeah. So, I haven't been at all, like, paying that much attention to Star Citizen, not because I don't care, but I just don't really know a lot about what's happening in that community. How are they making their money right now? I know they got that initial fund and, you know, the, was it $200 million outside of the Kickstarter? How are they, um, uh, uh well, it's the most making su- money. successful crowdfunding project. I don't know if it's just for games or like ever, mm. but, um, so they, they release, they have like different ships that you can buy that do different things and people buy those. So right now you, you buy in and you get like, a ship and access to like the game. Like there's different modules I think that you buy. Uh, I'm not quite sure on it because I haven't jumped in yet. Because uh, well now it's because I don't have the money to to buy it yet. But I'm I'm also kind of waiting for just the whole thing to be finished. Hmm. But so they're they're kind of selling like not really DLC, but like there's content you can purchase in game. So they're kind of making money off community members who. Like want to have like the biggest and baddest ships or whatever the fuck. I see. So it's just not like they're they're selling pieces of the game. Yeah. A little. That's yeah. (laughs) Cool. It's definitely a nice way to kind of keep people excited for the game because you know the more you put out there, the bigger the ships they can make, and yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. It's good to know that they're actually. I'm glad you cleared that up because when I was reading that, I was like, oh no, they're. Selling off everything. The bank owns them now. They're screwed. No, they're, yeah. they're okay, good. totally fine. So yeah, mostly <laughs> it's like the ships and like they have a huge community. So they, I guess they sell merch too. They actually have a a whole convention just for Star Citizen where the community gets Whoa. together every year and they like do announcements and shit. Um, so yeah, it's like they're mm. like like their ships are like it's basically using kind of the model that I don't know if that, exactly how mobile games do it but it's like I'm looking on the site and there's like a $125 ship that you can buy a $275 ship you can buy um, I'm pretty sure they said that you can earn it all in game if you want but if you just want to buy it and then you can still like order the like 
the games and stuff. It's like 45 bucks, so they have different packages you can buy. Nice. That's expensive. <laughs> Those ships. You gotta be a devoted fan. Mm. Alright. That's all good news, though. <laughs> they Let's have see. one that's $15,000. Oh my god. I don't god. know what this is. I'm gonna... <laughs> So it's a sh- so it's for a package package of a bunch of ships. It's probably that better like, be for like a fleet. Yeah, I mean, for as many ships as you get, it pretty much is. I'm looking at, and they're, they're like huge cruisers and shit. So, uh, <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah, so shit like that. I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's like one person who wants to spend fifteen thousand, but I'm sure it's mostly people who are just buying like the base game. And the stuff that's released in, like, you know, one ship or something. This is kind of sounding like EVE Online, where they kind of have a crazy economy and people are actually spending truckloads of money on ships and other pieces of the universe and all that stuff. So Yeah, I think it only goes as far as the ships, though, as far as spending real money. Yeah, but if they can, like, grow it out to something like EVE Online, they will be set for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, it seems like they're improving on some of the stuff Eve had going for it, so I'm pretty excited for it still. Sweet. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next article here by Venture Beats. This one has me incredibly excited. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition is coming September 29th. So God, I hope I have money. It's 80, to, 80 bucks. The NES Classic was 60 bucks. <laughs> And the thing that's they're they're saying that they're promising, well, Nintendo promises a lot of things. Uh, that they will not run out like they did with the NES Classic because that mm-hmm. thing, as soon as it was available, it was like not available. It was gone. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. Why didn't they make more of that? That's a question everyone kept asking them over and over again. It's just I bet you they, just, they were just doing the same thing they did with the Wii. They just probably like purposely. Well, okay. <laughs> The response, their canned response to that was that we did not expect it to be this popular. So that's why we didn't make as many. And that's so what kept. Yeah, which leads you to the question. Yeah, now get your ass back in that factory and make some more, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they're like, but, 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 but the switch, the, yeah. the, the switch, look at it. <laughs> mm. I think the switch this switch is doing fine, surprisingly. Oh, it's. I mean, no, it's fine. It was just kind of like, that wasn't the question, Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. Now get your ass in there and fix me my dinner. I mean, this is, yeah. This is um, an amazing lineup of games, though. Uh, The, I mean, Lionel, I mean, they have Epic on here. They have Street Fighter on here. It's an amazing lineup. It kind of hits all the highlights. Um, and also, what's really interesting is that they actually have a never-before-released-in-the-States game on there. Yeah, Star Fox 2. Yeah, so it's the the only thing... We even have Final Fantasy 3 on here. Mm-hmm. The only game they're missing that would make this collection just the most perfect collection like ever would be Chrono Trigger. If they had Chrono Trigger on here, yeah, this that's would the be, only thing they're missing. I mean, they even have Super Mario RPG. I mean, they have like all their Secret best games on, on there. Ghost and Ghouls, Mega Man, Man X. Yes, it's a lot of meat. Earthbound. Jump a cable that's yes. got F Zero on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I'll be the only one that plays it on this podcast, <laughs> clearly. Uh, it's oh. um. I'm actually lucky enough to live in a home that has a real Super Nintendo. There you go. You don't need no fake plastic little box. You got the real so thing. I think it is really cool that they're putting out Star Fox 2. Oh, man. This is... I am so happy for this lineup. And I, I just hope, hope that they just pump out tons of these things and not make it so that they're so rare like the NES. Because... I mean, there were people were selling them on eBay for like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it's to the point now where like collecting old stuff is just it's it's pricey. It's um yeah, you got to have money. Yeah, sorry about messy. Oh man, what's That's expensive? Collecting old games. Are they actually worth? Well, oh, I guess yeah. just part of it is like uh, so much of it is sold by now. Like you're actually hitting those points where you you can't just blow off the guy who's trying to sell you the SNES for six hundred dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> there aren't yeah. as many online as there were before. Is the short version about the six hundred? I'm seeing it for like one hundred five. Mm. Yeah, that was an exaggeration, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> that would have been crazy. <laughs> so, like um, on eBay right now. If you, the original, like, Chrono Trigger so packaged and wrapped and everything is $1,200. hmm So, these things, yeah, yeah not I cheap. Super Mario World, it's 20, it's over $20, which is crazy for a game that's, like, what, over <laughs> 20 years old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I went into a store recently. Saw a copy of uh, Gunstar Heroes. I was like, "Ooh, let me get," and it was sixty bucks. <laughs> I was like, "You sons of bitches!" <laughs> Where were you? Yeah, that's uh, a, a um a local store called uh, Another Castle. Ah, uh, thirty nine bucks for. Oh wait, no. So the original Final Fantasy still packaged. That's actually a lot cheaper, only for about two hundred bucks. Yeah, you get Gunstar Heroes off. Line for thirty dollars. Yeah, half the price. And that's only if you want the uh, case. Mm. <laughs> Just the case. No, <laughs> that's if you want the case. I know. Yeah. But, uh, without it, there's some for like eight bucks. You buy a Steam key for a dollar eighty-three. <laughs> I think I have it on Steam already. This thing is looking amazing, and I absolutely am going to try and get one. Uh, this, this lineup of games will keep me happy and content. Yeah, I guess they've kind of fucked up the NES one by not having, like, I guess the controller wires were really short. Which, oh, yeah. Which yeah. people were like, why isn't this just wireless in the first place? Because <laughs> they were trying to bring back that old school feel. I feel like the controllers were decently long enough back then, so... Well, they yeah. were. They, they messed up. I don't know one. if they shortened them or what. No, they just... Well, they made everything else about it smaller, <laughs> so it stands to reason. <laughs> so are the controllers the same size? Yeah, because I'm... Uh, I'm like, it would have to be. Picture, look it. The picture on the box, it, <laughs> the machine itself is the size of two controllers next to each other, so that's funny. Yeah. That's cute. So can you actually put... Uh, cartridge no. into it? No? no? No, that's just a plastic yeah. covering. That's yeah, weak. That's all. Say what you yeah. want about those Toys R Us Genesis, but I, they do have a slot for real Genesis games. 
Mm. Nope. Until they get a real Genesis sound card, I'm not fucking with them. I swear it sounded fine. It sounds like butt. Where did you hear the sound? (laughs) Uh, Both in a store, and I uh, compared them. I compared videos. Because at one point, I was getting the itch. They have a powder for that. There's Uh, no powder for this itch, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, so really all the thing is just a plastic mold. Looks just emulating... Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games, which I am fine with because I love fine. the Super You still Nintendo. get to play the games on your TV. Yes, I think you can actually the push control. the little slider things on there for the reset and the start. That's tight. So, that is, uh, I love that feeling of just, I pushed that thing up so many times. <sighs> yeah. The reset button? Yeah, I keep pushing that because the games were not working right. But I remember just pushing it and pushing it. Yeah, yeah, that sort of like frust- that bit of frustration where you just hammer on it. <laughs> or Yeah, I used to do that. Or when I would play the game so long that the Super Nintendo would begin to heat up. Good times. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the pictures would pixelate. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Oh, man. I remember playing uh, Zelda 64 on the Nintendo 64, and for so long, the thing started to burn up and to the point where the game just froze and it just stopped working. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work anymore. Good times. That's when you know you've been playing. That's nice how you know you're hardcore. Yes. Okay. Uh, good job, Nintendo. You did one thing right. Oh, jeez. Sorry. They've done more than one thing, Joe. They have. They've made me a happy man. That's what they've done. All right. Uh, next article here by Polygon. Former Valve Initiative Cast AR shuts down. Oh, about 70 employees laid off. Eat, sleep, play, shuttered. So this was a company, I remember they were on Kickstarter, and people were, they got really excited for it. It just, their tech looked really good too. They made their own headset and everything. They just didn't, weren't able to get enough funding to keep it going. So it's really sad they had to end up laying off people. Oh, man. That 70 sucks. people losing their jobs. Um, yeah. It just didn't get enough money. And I, I feel like in the next few years, we're going to start to see more of this, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. What I mean is like all these AR companies and VR companies that got – like tremendous amounts of funding. These companies are literally living off of the funding and they're not really monetizing or making any real money from anything else yet. So it really sucks that this company shut down, but I just, I feel like this is probably going to be the first of many, which is a real shame, but I don't know. We will see. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but like, you know, everyone's scrambling for this new thing. Of course, you're going to have people that kind of fall short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's happened for every other piece of technology out there. It's just the uh, un- the uncomfortable reality is now of how easy it is to get that information to people. You're right. right. We're going to be hearing a lot more of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest issue right now, especially with VR and, well, AR. I mean, AR kind of has it worse than VR right now. Because they don't have as much as much funding, 
But with VR right now, the biggest problem, obviously the headsets are really expensive. Yes, that's a huge hurdle. But the bigger problem is the content. There still just isn't enough content yet. And with AR, that's even harder to do uh, because the tech is really, as we saw with the video earlier, with the Mario thing, I mean, getting that all right is really, really difficult to do. Hopefully, was it? it will get better. Did he say it was, was difficult? I don't know if it was hard for him to do it, but I, I guess I mean to say, like, making a really something really polished and something really, like, precise and mapped to the world really well, that type of experience, I would think that would be really difficult. I, I at least know, compared to VR, AR is much harder because unlike with VR, you can create the entire world just within, you know, within Unity or Unreal Engine or whatever. But in AR, you have to map those objects to real world things. And that requires a lot more math and other stuff. So who knows? Math. I math hate math. Jumper cables hate math. He hate math. Cookie Monster. All right. Well, good luck, guys. You all came from Valve, so I don't think you'll have a problem finding a new job. Maybe Your Valve will take skills. you back. And have them work on the HTC Vive. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we are on the final article of the night. By VG247. Sony says it'd probably be some time before we see a PS5. Good. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't. You don't want it now. You don't. I don't even have a PS4 yet. <laughs> you could get one if they release a PS5 and drop the price. And then I'll be behind again. I that. That's a, a very good point. <laughs> mm. But they also said that they would, the CEO, the Sony president and CEO, Sean Layden, was asked whether we would ever see any PS4 Pro-only titles. And he says, that will never happen. And he was very serious about this. I hope he said it in that booming man voice of yours. Oh. He has a, he has a weird voice. Yeah, I've said it before, but he sounds like uh, Steve Carell in Foxcatcher. <laughs> wow which the more e3s i've seen him at, seen him at it, i think he, he gets a little bit better he's he sounds a little less weird to me now but maybe that's because i'm just used to him <laughs> I I've, heard him I've heard him speak or maybe i probably did hear him speak i haven't yeah, I gotta, yeah you've heard him speak yeah times. probably probably the conferences um so yeah, that's good. No PS4 Pro only titles. That that would just be bad. And yeah, there's no reason to release a PlayStation 5 at this point. And even though the Switch came out and the Xbox is doing its weird thing now it's with their doing the same thing that Sony's doing. Yeah, Xbox X X one two three whatever they want to call themselves at this point. Triple X. They should have went with Triple X. State of the what? Union. Yeah. I mean, would you guys just like prefer if there's, there was no PS5 or at all and they just from here on out, they just started releasing, do what phones do pretty much. I don't give a shit. I don't think that's a, they, they kind of talked about that a little bit in the article. Um, 
Well, like how phones do it, definitely not. Um, but we have talked about it before. I think an upgrade model might not be that bad, but not the way Microsoft's doing it. Um, I, yeah. I, I think putting a console out, but then it, again, it still <laughs> brings up the issue of of you have to have it run on everything. Um, yeah. So at a certain point, you'd have to move on. But it, it, it might be cool to see it like PS5, you know, be sort of modular, where you know, uh, you know, after like three or four years, maybe they, uh, you can buy, spend a little bit of money and just put a new graphics card in there, or upgrade the RAM or something. Is that way you wouldn't have the a backwards compatibility issue nonsense? Yeah, I mean it's it's weird because they're eventually I I don't know eventually I feel like it's all going to move towards being more PC like anyway. But I think where the consoles fit in is they may be able to um, kind of dumb down the like PC gaming experience where because it's like you know you have to learn how to install like hard drives and put together a PC. But if if these companies can do something where they just make it a little slot that you like pull out and put something new in, um, and kind of basically do the exact same model that the PC gamers are used to, um, but just make it simpler, make it way less intimidating. Because I know when I first had a, a PC a long time ago, and I was like taking the case off and trying to, and, you know, change the memory and graphics card and stuff. That stuff was super intimidating for the first time. But if I could just, like, just drop something in a hole <laughs> and bam, my Xbox or PlayStation is that's much more powerful. Yeah. I'm down for that. I've seen it sort of mm-hmm. pop up here and there with, oddly, with Nintendo a few times, like with the HDD and the... Uh, yeah. And the expansion pack, the HDD never came to the states, but the expansion pack did. Mm-hmm. And that with the the N64. I think the Saturn tried something similar too, though I think they may have only been in Japan. Yeah. Wasn't Sega CD a similar deal where you put the Genesis? Yeah, on top of it was. It was basically an enhanced Genesis with the uh, CDs. I miss those consoles. I they were released. Those consoles well. were very unique, very distinctive. It was basically 2D plus. It was 2D with like CD quality sound and uh, low grade cutscenes. <laughs> it was adorable. I, I, I just remember a long time ago when I was a wee little boy and the problem was is that they just were releasing so many consoles so fast. <laughs> it was just intimidating. I mean, they had so many come like there was, was it there was that. Oh yeah, that uh, 16-bit era. Or yeah, there was about 32. Well, it just I think like when the N gauge came out, then there was the <laughs> Wondrous one that came out, and there was the GameCom that came out, then there was the just the Jaguar. There's like so many. Because I'm thinking about that 16-bit era where you had like everyone trying on on top of Sega, Super Nintendo. You had. Uh, Turbo Graphics, which was, I think, the only other pure 16-bit. Yeah. But then you had, like, the 3DO, the Philips CDI, yeah. and the Jaguar. <laughs> and they were all trying to completely ape the other consoles with superior graphics, and it just wasn't happening. Like, just, a lot of I those was, games were busted and jank. <laughs> I was just I was just little Joe sitting there playing my Game Boy with my four batteries. It took so many batteries. Good times.
Oh man, dark black and white screen. God, that was hard to see. The Game Boy took four batteries. How many did the <laughs> the Game Gear take? That twelve. Uh, <laughs> it took. I remember taking a lot. It burned out quick. Six. Though. Or, or was it? Well, yeah. Was it that? Was it that? Uh, it took the same, but burnt them at twice the speed. Well, see, that was the thing. The Game Gear was like more powerful in every single way, but it just it the but, battery yeah. life was just for awful. the same reason for that that same thing. It was a double edged sword. It ate batteries yeah. like chips. I really wanted That's, a Nomad as a kid. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I want one Sega. now. It's a portable Sega. And yeah. if I, I'm fine with just... If I can find one cheap, I might. Being a PSP, they're still releasing games for Vita. I really thought that thing was gone by now. I want to say not. it's bigger in Japan. Probably. But they're still making games for it. <sighs> okay. That, boys and girls, was the final article of the night. Buy a Nomad for 300 bucks. So buy a Nomad or a Switch. You decide. Yeah, at this point, might as well get the Switch and hope they got something good on that virtual consoles service. Or this one for one fifty. Still no. How about I make you for a buck fifty? I'll make you one. <laughs> yeah, that's I think I like the first version better. How about I make you buy it for a buck fifty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you do it if you know what's good for you, boy. Yeah. You either pay for the nomad, or I'm gonna make you into a nomad. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Article's done. Let's move on to final thoughts. What would y'all think about these stories? Not you know. <laughs> Can you do a whole podcast in that voice one day? <laughs> yeah. I want you to do it. <laughs> Someday, children. Someday. Mm. Uh, that's cool. Um, I kind of want to set a, a. I have a request that we not use anything from Polygon again. <laughs> I know that one story okay. wasn't from Polygon, but like I still just don't like Polygon. Mm. Uh, I, I I can't say I'm a fan of Polygon either, quite honestly. Yeah, and the thing we, is, all of their stuff usually links to other places. Um, I yeah. usually try and just grab the link from their articles if I'm ever forced to be on their website. So, <laughs> forced. so it's sounding like like 90% of the time it's not even stuff they've written. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we only have two articles on here from Polygon. I don't really go there that much. So it's fine. We have other places we can go. Uh, Lionel. How about you? I like that. What did that, you learn uh, tonight? Um, I learned that um, uh, apparently my allergies pick up on the microphone a lot more than I realized. Well, you just, are correct, sir. It was just today. Sorry, everyone. It could have been the uh, position of your mic or something, but. I could hear you. Uh, it was disrupting my chain of thought. Yeah, no, I've had Darth Vader breathing since I was a child. I am very much aware of this. I just kind of forgot. Um, 
beyond my personal problems. Um, I'm glad that Nintendo's working to fix theirs. Um, I'm saddened by the amount of, uh, shit in, you know, gaming and journalism and all that shit. I'm sorry it's such a pit, but whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's all I got. It makes me long for the days of the magazine, the game well, magazine. Yeah, well, yeah, because like there was uh, so many different steps of you know your your content had to pass through any number of hands. Yeah. So there was so many steps to add to the perfecting of it. There was uh, just a lot more quality, a lot more pride that went into it. Whereas now you. <laughs> You got people just literally trying to throw the work at other people who've got like nothing to do with it. I mean, at this point, maybe it wouldn't be off base for me to apply on one of those <laughs> websites as a content creator. I don't have any skills in journalism, but I play a lot of video games and I have a lot of opinions. Yeah, that's all they need, need is is just opinions. Just run a blog for maybe about a month. And then do it. Submit your resume. Yeah, maybe Let's I see. can take like the old school uh, Jaff approach and just like talk mad shit. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That way I don't even have to like lie and do BS clickbait. <laughs> just complain. All you gotta do is write a couple articles complaining about YouTube personalities. Get one in there complaining about crowdfunding. Uh, microtransactions make sure you get some complaining about how many white guys there are in gaming (laughs) oh god oh man use the word use the word microaggression a couple of times yeah Uh, make sure it's white guys that work in gaming as well as white guys that are characters in games yeah and then, like, troll the white guys in the comment section. And then, like, delete the uh, ability to comment. Mm-hmm. This is just awful. It's all just awful. That's what a polygon resume looks like. <laughs> oh. uh, it's send them apps in today. What I've learned from these stories, well, not really learn, I learned diddly. What I'm excited about is that it really feels like Sonic, Sonic Sega is trying to make a comeback here, even though their trailer for the future was super cryptic and really weird. I it it actually is making me very happy for them. I I don't think we're gonna get a Dreamcast announcement at the next E3, which would be amazing. Dreamcast two, that would yeah. be so great. Oh my god. And I honestly feel like they could compete. I think they well, could bring something different. Retro consoles. I remember a while back seeing a mock-up for like a a portable Dreamcast. Mm. I'd take that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing as the Nomad. You can just probably find something to emulate that. It's it's true, true. Or put it on a phone. They, you know, he had crazy. I don't 
We, we've already talked about playing shit on a phone. Yeah, but you can... Crazy Taxi was fun. Buy a controller and hook it up. It's not the same. I can't do that when I'm on the bus. Oh, I have to oh. go out and do things, and I'd rather have the games with me. Hold the, um, the phone between your legs and have a controller and look down. Yeah, and hope I don't get kicked off the bus for what looks like jacking it. <laughs> Jay, what someone asked, just say, okay. I'm playing uh, Mario. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool uh, if that would be really something if Sega pulled all of their IP from like yes. all these from Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. Oh, and was just like. All right, we're reviving everything from the Dreamcast and the Genesis, and we're going to do it all right. Seaman 3, Jack Ryan Radio 3, etc. A Sonic without human makeouts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what would just make my day is at the very end of that conference, they, the guy's about to walk up saying, oh, he says, oh, yeah, and we have one more thing. And he pulls out of his pocket the new VMU. That would be oh, amazing. That's it. That's it. That's yes. It. The Dreamcast is a home console, but the portable version is the VMU. Yes. And he and he makes the announcement and says, it will require two watch batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, but we've made it so that you can now easily. Oh, God, I would love. Uh, that would just lose my mind if that happened for <laughs> would make my day oh man one day uh, hey joe tech romancer 2 oh god i just wet myself when you said that god i Wait, love that game so much what? oh i won't go into that i'm just very happy Everything, Mike. every type of fluid just came out of my body i'm quite happy with that game i would Kill for another one of those games. Those game, yeah, that game was amazing. Yes, yes, it was. We're done. Wait, no, we're not. Got a little bit left. A teensy little, teeny bit of tinkle. I don't know. What are you talking about? A morsel. About? <laughs> I'm really, anyway, uh, so you can find us. Oh yeah, the plugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of ran. I rambled on for a second, but um, yeah, you can. Hear more about NAGP on our Twitter, NAGP Returns, and you can find out more info about another podcast we have made by Lionel. Oh, I I guess if you like uh, cartoons with bug-eyed characters that have tiny noses and no mouths, or tiny mouths and no noses, I forget. Um, Yes, the old Taku Connection. By the time this comes out, we should be talking about My Hero Academia. Another four-episode block, I believe. So, yeah, if you want to, you know, watch along with us, please do. I am so deeply in love with that anime. It's just... Yeah. It, it is actually getting better and better and better. It gets me in the kid places that I thought were dead. Yeah. God damn, man. <laughs> yes. That's always good to hear. Bring out the little Lionel inside, big Lionel. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I kind of thought about that one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
about you, Mike? Where can I find more infos about your stuffs? If you want more info about me, you're going to have to check the dark web. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's where little Lionel is. Or you could Whoa, go. Joe! <laughs> <laughs> or you could go to twitter.com slash hyper 90s. Uh, just do a search on there. Uh, yeah, my shows, uh, it's, I don't know what's going on with it. Someday I'll put out a new episode, but who knows. Um, follow the Hey Listen Radio on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's still not really running, but I'm, it's getting there. It'll get there someday. Uh, it's the little engine that could. <laughs> Keep it going. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen on SoundCloud. Etc. Love us in person. I am actually looking forward to the day the Zeitgeist returns because there's some cool stuff talked about that you want to do someday. 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 That we be out. Tickling the Elmo. <laughs> <laughs>